Hello everyone, welcome back to the Your Mind Matters podcast, a show where I chat all things mental health, everyday wellness, fitness, and share my journey to help you along yours. I'm your host, Natalie Bali, and today I'm just going to be giving you guys sort of a life update, chatting with you about what's been going through my head the last couple days, most of those being negative thoughts, how I deal with that, and yeah, I don't have any real structure for today's episode, and I want to see how that goes for me. Um... I also want to touch on the fact that I know the last episode was super choppy. I'm still learning how to edit on this software. It is kind of confusing and not really confusing. I'm just struggling with the way that I talk. A lot of my words blend together. It's hard for me to cut my sentence off and then pick it back up where I regain my thought train of thought. So today I'm going to try to do a little bit less editing and that might mean that I slip up on my words a little bit more and I keep it in the episode but something I need to improve on. I do need to get better at editing but I also need to get better at talking without needing to edit so much. So I just wanted to say that because I know it is a little bit annoying and it can be hard to follow my thought process when every two seconds the audio is being chopped up because I slip up on my words or I say something and don't really like the way it sounds and want to reword it. So my apologies. Thank you guys for bearing with me thus far. I really haven't gotten too much negative feedback about it, but it's something that I notice and I want to improve on. This episode is going to be more of a real life chat with me. I'm really trying to make this more conversational, but it's really hard when I'm just talking to myself. I'm literally sitting in my living room staring at the wall. So it's a bit challenging to feel like I'm in conversation with someone when I'm talking to myself, but the only way I'm going to get better is by practicing and showing up every week. So that's what I'm doing for myself and I'm proud of myself for it. And I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate your patience with me and bearing with me as I learn how to do this whole thing. I honestly really like podcasting. It just takes more time than I tend to give myself, especially when editing. So if I can learn to record a podcast that doesn't require as much editing, not only will that save me some time, but it will also save your ears from hearing my audio chopped up every two seconds and my sentences not really making a lot of sense. So a little life update or what I've been up to this last week, Um, last Friday, I'm recording this on Friday, last Friday, a week ago, I flew out to LA kind of last minute to visit Bex. I would love some LA sunshine and warmth in my life. So I headed out there. We had the best time. It was super nice to just be with somebody who has a similar lifestyle, similar job, similar, you know, just how they go about their day as me. And we both really just took the time to be present with one another and capture content along the way, but not be too focused on our phones or anything like that. And I always appreciate and love a good break like that. So that was super nice. Winnie has entered the room, so you might be hearing her paws on the floor and her sniffing around for a toy to play with, so my apologies. But I returned home on Monday and Ever since then, I've just been feeling a little out of sorts. I feel fine health-wise, like I'm not feeling sick or anything, but I've just had a really hard time focusing this week and staying on task. I definitely have goals and content plans for the week that I want to get done, like this podcast, like filming a YouTube video, things I've talked about in all the other episodes, the goals that I'm really working on implementing this year, and the habits and structure that I'm trying to solidify in my life. I've just found it really hard this week, and 
eventually I get there. It just takes me longer in the mornings to get myself to start my work and get moving with my day and my to-do list. And there's kind of two sides of that. One part of me is like, come on, girl, you need to get with it. You need to get on your to-do list. You're burning daylight. You only got so many hours in the day and this to-do list is not long, but it's going to require some effort and attention and some of your time. But the other half of me is trying to slow down and appreciate the moment and also appreciate the fact that my job does allow me to be home all day. I do get to spend that extra quality time with my dog. We can just go outside and take a walk whenever I feel like it or when Winnie is being extra playful, I can take her over to the park and we can play for a while and it's not like I'm walking away from my computer where I have to be signed in or my boss can see that I'm not at work, you know? Like I do want to really take in those moments and appreciate the fact that that is a reality for me but at the same time it does make me feel really lazy and makes me feel a lot less worthy of my job when I feel like I'm not taking it as seriously or it's not that I don't take it as seriously it's just hard for me to get motivated get going and really put my head down and get my work done sometimes I'm just not feeling that inspired even if I have ideas for content and I know how I want them to look and I know how I want them to be edited and all of that stuff it's really hard for me to actually do it because I just don't feel like I'm in the creative or inspired headspace to do so and that usually leads me to have more negative thoughts about other things on top of just not feeling creative or inspired or anything like that so I've just been kind of struggling with that this week I'm still getting my stuff done getting back to emails on time working towards the projects that I want to make progress in but my headspace just has not been the best and I kind of just wanted to share what that looks like for me and then kind of what my mindset is or what my game plan is to move out of that as well as answer some of your questions. I literally just put a question box up on Instagram like 10 minutes ago. So I'm probably just going to record the first half of this podcast and then maybe start editing it and then go back and answer some questions once more have once I've given it time to have more submissions. I don't know you guys, I'm just feeling really bummed and that makes me bummed to get on here and talk to you because I want this podcast to be a place where you feel inspired to take care of yourself a little bit better, but sometimes I'm just having those days, you know, and I don't think it's fair for me to show up here and be like, this is how I'm going to tell you guys how to live your best life this week when I'm not doing that for myself and I just want to keep it real and share those ups and downs and even if it's not my favorite episode or not something I'm super proud of, The most important thing is that I show up and practice this and share my story, share my experience, whether it's my journey thus far or just my experience this week. Um, I hope it leads to some insight for you and hopefully for me as well. So talking is one of my favorite things to do. It is so therapeutic to me, talking to myself, talking to someone else, talking to my dog, calling my mom and talking to her, talking to Tristan when he gets home. I just really like to talk. It makes me feel so much better. It really feels like I'm releasing a lot of that energy, good or bad, out into the world. And when it's bad, it feels extra good because it just feels like I'm not holding on to so much heaviness all the time. 
Um, but again, like I mentioned, it can be kind of hard when I'm like talking to myself, especially for the purpose of like sharing it with the internet. It just feels a little bit more performative than if I were walking around my house talking to myself because I know I've pressed record and eventually I'm going to have to listen to this back and cut it up a little bit and then publish it for the general public to listen to online. I do feel a little bit less free-flowing in my thoughts and what I feel comfortable sharing and my hope is that the more that I do this podcast and practice the more that I practice filming myself and editing my videos for YouTube um, the easier it will be for me to be more conversational and be more myself unfiltered and unstructured and unrehearsed online but for right now that's kind of where I'm at so Again, thank you guys for bearing with me and for being here and for listening week after week. I'm so impressed with the response that I've gotten thus far. I feel like I say this in every episode, but seeing you guys listening to my podcast and sharing it every week on your stories and just seeing those listen, um, like I can see on my end how many listens the podcast has got, reading your reviews on Apple Podcasts, seeing your ratings on Spotify, it literally cheers me up so much. And it's not because, I mean, I guess some of it is because I'm getting that validation that people are listening to what I'm saying, but it just, it feels good to see something that I'm really passionate about and something that I've put off and doubted myself over for so long be something that I see myself being like really successful with and finding a lot of purpose and passion in so thank you guys so much you have no idea like it's just all that much better to know that I can share these thoughts with you guys and they're safe it's a safe place for me to share those thoughts and get positive feedback and hopefully impact at least one person listening in a positive way so I don't know how we've really gotten to this point. I'm just rambling at this point. Um, But thank you guys. I appreciate you all so much. And each and every one of you mean a lot to me. And I just sometimes I look around and I can't believe that this is my life. That I live in my literal dream apartment in a beautiful state. And I have a dog and a boyfriend that love me so much. And support me along this journey alongside you guys. Like, I don't know. I just... Me being sad in college, I never dreamed or imagined this for myself. So it really means a lot that even one of you are tuning in each and every week. I just thank you. And I'm going to stop this little ramble and get back to the topic of these negative thoughts in my mind. But I don't know, just felt right to ramble on that for a minute. Um, But looping back to what I was saying before, when I'm just not feeling super inspired or creative um, in regards to my work, I tend to just beat myself up about other things. And I will say, um, the past like two weeks since I made the episode talking about like comparison and stuff, I have really like just been really disciplined with muting people trying not to scroll too much and when I find myself having those comparative thoughts I literally just get off my apps and I put my phone down and I pick my book up and I read a little bit and it really helps and I'm proud of myself for that but the negative thoughts have been coming in other shapes and forms since then and I just kind of wanted to talk about what that looks like and how I deal with them so this week it's just been a lot of like you're being lazy because I don't feel inspired or creative with create creative created creative creative with my work process this week and I'm just having a hard time finding my flow (sighs) 
my thoughts immediately go to you're being lazy you should be working all day every day from sun up to sundown otherwise your work is not important and you're not making an impact or the impact that you want to and i know deep down that that's not true but in the moment when those thoughts take over it's really hard to just stop yourself and say hey you know what those thoughts aren't true and they're not helpful right now it's easier to let those thoughts multiply and consume you and really just bring you down and i'm still working on figuring out how to shut them down completely um maybe i need to start meditating again because i feel like when i do that meditating is a challenge for me mainly because i just have a hard time physically sitting still like i can sit in silence i can be in silence all day long going about my day but the physical aspect of like sitting there i know that there are other forms of meditation like you can do walking meditations moving meditations yoga is a form of meditation but i'm talking about the sit down on the couch or on the floor and cross your legs and close your eyes and just breathe i have a really hard time sitting still so I don't know. I think I need to work that back into my life. But what I was going to say is when I find myself in a regular practice of meditation, I'm much better at letting the good thoughts, the bad thoughts, whatever kind of thoughts come and go throughout the rest of my day. Um, So maybe I need to work on that a little bit. I also this week have started actively looking for a therapist. The search isn't going great, but it has started and that's better than nothing. Um, And also Tristan and I talked about yesterday looking into seeing a couples therapist like once a month or every two months or something like that. We're not really experiencing many issues, but I do think it would be a really good positive thing for us. So if you're in the Denver area and you're listening to this and you have a therapist or a couples therapist that you really like and recommend, please shoot me a message on Instagram because your girl needs some help and... I don't know. I'm really just in a position where I'm like ready fin- ready to financially commit myself to therapy for myself as well as Tristan and I and the searching aspect of it isn't great because you don't want to like pay for a therapist. You can't really tell after the first session. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. And I don't want to be five sessions in and like five, six, seven hundred dollars of my money out of my pocket to realize like, hey, I'm not really vibing with this therapist or they're not bringing me the help and insight that I feel like I need and I want and I'm paying for so if you have any recommendations please let me know I've also been in contact with BetterHelp about doing some ad reads and stuff on YouTube so maybe I should look into that as well I just really like the idea of like going in person I know that online therapy is very beneficial for a lot of people because therapy isn't accessible where they're at um But because I have the freedom to like come and go as I please throughout my day and I don't have a set work schedule, I think that going to therapy in person would be a little bit more beneficial for me. But I'm also not opposed to doing better help because I realize even though therapy is pretty accessible in my area, there's just a larger pool of therapists online than here in Denver. So not opposed to it, but I have started actively looking for a therapist. So giving myself a pat on the back for that, because that's a huge step in the right direction for me. Even though I don't feel like I'm struggling with a whole lot in comparison to my mental health journey thus far, I do think it's important for me to be proactive while things are going relatively well. So when the inevitable happens and I dip into an ebb or a flow in my journey, I have that support already there and I've actively been working on things to help me when those more tough situations and tough mindsets hit me. 
Um, I feel like I have been talking about everything besides my negative mindset in this episode thus far, but that's just kind of what you get. I'm rambling. I'm trying to make this more conversational, so sorry if this doesn't really have a clear direction. I promise we will get there, especially with the questions, because I explicitly said that the questions should be focused around the topic of like negative thoughts and all that, so we will get there. Um, But this week has just been been a dark and cloudy dark and cloudy mindset for me and I really try to wake up in the morning and do the right things that I know make me feel good but sometimes you just can't out you can't like work through a morning routine and just expect your mindset to be positive instantly most days that works but if there's something under the surface that's bothering you or bothering me um, and causing those negative thoughts, no amount of green juice and morning yoga is going to like push that out of my head. I really just have to be real with myself and sit with those thoughts and feelings and that's where I also think therapy could come into play because sometimes I just have a hard time being tough with myself and making myself sit down with those feelings. I also really haven't been journaling much the past week, so that could be contributing because I really feel like as much as talking to myself is great, writing to myself and about myself and about my day and my mindset is so, so helpful because I can actually see, like visibly, tangibly see the issues that I'm having and odds are if I start writing within a minute or two, I have a completely new perspective on my situation because I'm seeing it in a new way. It's not all just jumbled up in my head. It's on paper clearly in front of me. And, you know, this podcast episode is kind of turning into a therapy session for myself. I'm like, girl, you need to get a therapist and write down your problems because you know that helps you so much. But for some reason, I've just been avoiding them this week. And I don't know, I've been having negative thoughts with a little side of self-sabotage, it seems. So I'm really trying and I really want to be positive. And in hindsight, I'm doing so much better because a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, when this time of year hits and these thoughts hit, I would be spiraling into a a deep, deep, deep depression. And this year, it just seems so much more mild which is also kind of challenging because I don't want to say I feel numbed out to it, but it feels like a low buzz of depression in the back of my mind while I'm trying to push through my tasks of the day. And I think I just need to sit with those feelings, figure out where they're coming from, and try to work on them from the root. But yeah. Oh, also, this isn't really related to the negative thought thing, but I did want to share it on here because it's something that's going to be a big focal point in my life um, moving from like right now moving forward. And um, that is that at the end of the month, I am getting my birth control taken out. I have been on Nexplanon, which is the implant in your arm, if you're unaware, um, since I was 18 and they get changed every three years. So I got them 18 and then I, or I got it at 18 right before I went to college. And then I got it taken out and replaced my junior going into senior year of college. Um, This three years of Nexplanon is actually up in July, but I've scheduled an appointment. I'm going home to see my gynecologist because my health insurance um, doesn't have anyone in network out here. So we're getting, we're working on getting that sorted out, but that's a different story. Um, I'm going home and I'm getting it taken out on the 25th and (sighs) I'm really like, I'm, I don't even want to say I'm nervous. I'm like, 
I have a lot of anticipation for how much this can improve my life and I'm not expecting it to be in a be a walk in the park immediately as soon as I get it out like I don't expect my skin to clear up I don't expect my weight gain to stop I don't expect my mood swings to stop completely but I do think that it is a huge step in the right direction of me working on healing my hormones and my gut health and my mental health and I'm just so freaking pumped about this I have downloaded the app natural cycles which I've seen a few tiktoks on and when I posted about this on my story the other day I had a couple of you girls reach out and let me know that that's what you use and you really like it so i've downloaded the app and if you're not familiar with what it is basically it's just a way for you to track your cycle by taking your basal temperature daily so my little thermometer is being delivered i think tomorrow or the next day i obviously can't start using it until after i get my birth control taken out well i could but like it's not effective um, if you're still on birth control to track your natural cycle and i'm really excited to share this process and this journey with you guys because birth control has been something that I think is maybe not the root cause but only exacerbating a lot of the issues that I've experienced growing up into my adult body and brain and I'm just excited to see what my body functions like like how my body operates and functions and how I feel more connected to it um, once I'm not having hormones pumped into my bloodstream every day I'm also listening to the audiobook beyond the pill which Really, it does focus more on the pill but and not other forms of birth control, but it's generally the same idea, um, and it's so freaking fascinating. Like All of the potential really harmful side effects that birth control can cause women and all of the hormonal imbalances that it aims to address but really only makes worse or masks over and over time they're only going to get worse internally but your body's not able to really register that that's what's going on because of these synthetic hormones that birth control puts in your body and also i don't want to like say this to shame anyone who's on birth control i think it's a wonderful fabulous thing that we can avoid pregnancy at a younger age if we choose to be sexually active but for me personally, I'm just at that point in my journey where I'm ready to try a new method, feel what my body is like without hormones or like extra hormones in it. Obviously, my body has hormones, duh. But like the synthetic hormones that are being pumped into my bloodstream. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm feeling really aligned with this decision. I've been going back and forth on it for a while now i think in like november october november i had the conversation with tristan about wanting to get it out and it wasn't really like a conversation where i was like hey is this okay it was like hey this is how i feel i'm just letting you know and he has been nothing but supportive and we've talked about all of the different ways that we're going to have to change bits and pieces of our um personal intimate lives so that we can make sure that we're still being safe as I transition off birth control and onto just tracking my natural cycle. I also went back and forth about the non-hormonal IUD because honestly my gynecologist really pressured me into feeling like that was the right choice for me, that being off birth control completely was irresponsible and dumb and not a good choice for me and I don't know, I really left that appointment with a sour taste in my mouth about 
this Western medical world that we live in. And I don't think Western medicine is all bad, but I just don't really like that. I feel like I am being swayed by my doctor's personal opinions on birth control rather than her giving me all of my options and letting me make my make my own informed decision. I just don't really like the way that she wasn't being rude, but she was kind of like, you know, if you don't want a baby, you really should be on birth control. And it's like, well, there are other options and I can be safe and responsible without putting these hormones in my body. And even with a non-hormonal IUD, like copper toxicity is a very serious thing. And my goal in getting off birth control is so that I don't have like a foreign object in my body and I'm not putting synthetic hormones and synthetic ways of preventing pregnancy into my body. Like, I don't know. IUDs just kind of freak me out. And also something I want to throw in this conversation is I'm not swearing off birth control forever because I'm very aware of the fact that I could get off this birth control and it could send me into a worse spiral of all of the symptoms I'm experiencing now and then some. And I might have to go back on birth control one day and I'm not opposed to it. But for this point in my life, I'm just ready to take a break and see how my body reacts um, without it because I'm optimistic that it will improve over time but I could also be very wrong and I could be back on birth control within the next year so more to come on that I'll definitely be documenting it on YouTube as well as Instagram and giving you guys updates here and there um, but yeah I'm really excited about that that's been like a really high point of my week I felt super confident in my decision for the first time in a long time like I said I've been really going back and forth and my doctor's opinions in the back of my head have been trying to sway me onto the non-hormonal birth control but I just don't think it's the right decision for me and I felt that in my gut but logically I was like well my doctor said that so I should probably listen to her and it's just like nobody knows you or your body as well as you and doctors are great and medicine is great traditional and non-traditional medicine is great but at the end of the day your doctor doesn't have to live with your decision, you do. So don't let a doctor make a decision for you. They should be giving you all of the information that they possibly can on the potential side effects, the potential benefits of any kind of medical care or whatever you are receiving, but they should not be the one making the decision for you. You should be the autonomous decider of your medical care, period. And that is something I'm super passionate about. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but I graduated from Ohio State with my bachelor's of science and my degree is in health sciences, which is basically all about the healthcare system. And when I first started my major, I was like, damn, this is really, really, really boring and dry. And the more I got into it, the more fired up I got about the whole thing because it has a lot to do with like health policy insurance health disparities health in our country the way we treat it in comparison to other countries and the history of how the medical field has developed in our country and around the world and it is so so fascinating i've read so many incredible books and theories and all of these different things about how our medical system has developed and it's something i'm really passionate about um so at the end of the day, the takeaway from this is that you should be making your own medical decisions and you should be, feel supported and informed by your medical team, no matter what the 
case that you are dealing with personally is, whether it's birth control or you need to have a potential surgery or you are having some mysterious illness that your doctors can't figure out or whatever, I think that you should be empowered to make your own decision by your doctor and they should not be imposing their own personal opinions on you. And that's just my thought because when I posted about getting my birth control taken out, a couple women reached out and were like, my doctor has really tried to convince me otherwise and the same thing happened to me and at the end of the day i think it's important that you make your own medical decisions so wow we are 28 minutes into this recording and i have barely talked about what i said this episode was going to be about but that's fine this is just kind of my thoughts and honestly i'm feeling 10 times better than when i started this podcast and my negative thoughts have been pushed to the back of my mind at least temporarily so moral of the story is get out there and talk to someone, talk to yourself, talk to your partner, talk to your dog. Literally something that I was doing before I started podcasting for like over a year is just taking out my phone, opening up my voice memos, pressing record and talking to myself. And I honestly rarely listen to them back, but the fact that it was being recorded made me feel like I was talking to someone and I could be a little bit more honest with myself than what I was thinking inside my own head. So get out there and talk to someone. I think it really can help with a negative mindset. And I know it's not going to work for every single person, but for the general majority of us, I do think talking can be a form of therapy for you. Even if you're not talking to a therapist, obviously a therapist is ideal and great. But if you can talk to yourself or someone you live with, a roommate, your parents, your boyfriend, your pet, whoever, a sibling, um, I really highly suggest it as well as journaling because I think that's the easiest and most effective way to be real with yourself. Don't write in your journal as if someone else is reading it because odds are nobody's going to pick up your journal and read it. It's important for you to be honest with yourself when you're talking to yourself out loud in your head or on paper but I think that writing on paper is the easiest way at least for me personally to be honest with myself so I highly recommend grabbing a piece of paper on a good day or on a bad day when you're just struggling with some thoughts in your head that you really want to get out and be more clear about um yeah journaling has been so helpful it's just something I've had a really hard time making a habit of because especially on days where I'm having a good day I don't really want to write about it because it just seems like an extra step I'm like oh I'm enjoying my day why do I have to write about it but there's usually something under the surface that can come up and can be examined even on my good days so grab a piece of paper and a pen and get to writing today that's your homework assignment from me but for now those are my thoughts for the day So I think that's enough rambling for me. I'm going to take a break, start editing this, and then come back and answer some of your questions. All right, I'm back to answer your questions. It's actually Saturday morning. I've just completed the first edit of this podcast for the first segment, and now we're going to do some questions. But I'm pretty dang proud of myself because I had to make way less cuts and edits than I have in the previous episodes, specifically the last one. And I think it just sounds a lot better. It flows a lot easier, even when I do trip up on my words or change my train of thought. It just flows a little bit better. So proud of myself for that. Needed to give myself that little acknowledgement before we start these because I hope it improved your listening experience and it also definitely improved my editing experience. So we're going to move into your questions and because I initially said this episode was going to be about negative self-talk and then it was just a little bit of everything, I'm going to try to focus on the negative self-talk questions that you guys submitted. We're going to do three or four of them here starting with one, how do you get yourself back into a routine in the PM after you have quote wasted the morning? 
Um, this is something that I've really been struggling with this week, or not even struggling, but practicing this week. How do I kind of put myself in that reset? Because I find that my morning routine takes me a lot longer, mainly because I've been getting on my phone midway through my morning routine, which distracts me. And then in an effort to stay intentional and get back on it, I restart or not restart, but I try to pick up where I left off in my morning routine. And typically it takes me from like 7.30 to about 8 30 9 o'clock to feel like ready that I've done everything I need to do to get ready and start the day and this week it's been bleeding into like 11 11 30 12 o'clock because I just get distracted and I just haven't been as structured as I usually am so it's really been making me feel like I have been wasting my mornings and I know that this sounds really counterintuitive and kind of backwards but taking like a 20 minute nap anything more than 25 minutes is too long and I wake up feeling more groggy than I did before a nap but a 20-25 minute nap if you can do that if you work from home and you have that option or if you don't work from home or you work from home and you can't do that trying to give yourself an actual physical mental reset so do a five, 10 minute meditation, go outside and get some fresh air, take a walk, take your dog to the park. If there's anything you can do, even if it's for five minutes to actually symbolize that you are actively resetting your mindset to move forward into the afternoon and get done what you need to get done, highly recommend. Again, I'm not saying take a two hour long nap every single day, but I just find that like around noon, my energy really start, starts to lull and I'm just having a hard time keeping up the pace and wanting to work on my to-do list. So taking a little nap, I wake up, I feel refreshed. I feel like it's I've hit the restart button and I'm ready to go. And then on top of that, creating a to-do list for your afternoon that isn't extensive, that it isn't unrealistic for you, pick one, two, maximum, three things that you wanna focus on getting done that afternoon and get working on them. Also putting your phone in another room. If you work from home and you have the ability to just kind of like get on your phone and scroll, it's probably distracting you from getting your stuff done. So if you can put it in the other room or put it on the couch on the other side of the room, give it to your significant other, give it to your roommate and say, hey, give this back to me in an hour or whatever. Out of sight, out of mind really helps me feel more focused and feel like I don't even have the option to distract myself and then I kind of have to focus on the task at hand and I can't waste my afternoon. Next question is from Madison and she asks, do you find it tough to take workout pictures or videos on low self-esteem days? Absolutely. And if you want to hear like a whole deep dive into all my thoughts on body image, what I do on a bad body image day, go ahead and listen to the episode titled My Body is the Least Interesting Thing About Me. That is what the entire episode is about. But in short, I definitely do find it tough to take videos or just like content of myself on days where I'm not feeling as great so I just don't. I try to have like enough throughout the week to prepare for those kind of days because you never know when you're going to wake up in the morning and just kind of feel bad about yourself. Um, I really just try to avoid capturing any content, taking any photos, looking at myself in the mirror. I just don't really give myself the option to pick myself apart because it's not worth it and it only leads to more thoughts of comparison and talking badly about myself. So my biggest piece of advice if you're dealing with that is one, go listen to that previous podcast episode and two, just don't give yourself the ability to compare or pick yourself apart. Don't give yourself the option. Don't look at old pictures of yourself. Don't take pictures of yourself that day. Try to put in an outfit that makes you feel confident. Cook yourself some food that makes you feel nourished and full and healthy and energized and recognize that the feeling that you're feeling about your physical being is not permanent. It will pass and maybe journal about it a little bit. Talk to yourself about what's going on. I just really recommend avoiding photos, videos, and looking at yourself in any way, shape, or form for too long. That's going to cause you to pick yourself apart. 
Next question is from Sophie. I absolutely love this one. She asks, do you think negative self-talk can ever go away or do we just get better at dealing with it? I personally think it's probably not going to go away permanently, at least not in my lifetime. And I think it's really normal as humans that we deal with negative self-talk because our emotions are what make us human and it's important to feel all of those emotions, but not all of them feel great. So sitting with yourself and recognizing that it's just a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or whatever and those things aren't permanent um, is my first little piece of advice or reminder that I like to give myself. But to answer your question, I think we just get better at dealing with them and we all have our own coping mechanisms. We all find the things that work well for us, but I don't think that they go away permanently. I think that over time, we just learn what works best for us and what triggers those negative thoughts and what helps us feel better and move into a more positive headspace and what are the things we need to do to actually sit and feel those emotions, work through them. And that doesn't mean they're never gonna come up again, but when we meet with them again, we will be better equipped to deal with them. Next question is from Annabelle and she asks, how do you handle negative thoughts that prevent you from being productive? Um, changing my mindset towards productivity. I talked about this in a previous episode. I'm not sure which one, but I hate the word productive. I hate how normalized and how overused it has become in our society, especially since COVID started and everyone's in quarantine. And they're like, oh, how to be productive with your day when you're locked inside. And I just don't think that it's a super healthy word because it places a lot of value on our like how much we are producing, whether it's content or work for our bosses or whatever. I just don't like the word because I think it is a very capitalistic idea to always be producing something. It's kind of like you can't just like sit down and enjoy your life. And instead of using the word productive, I like to use the word fulfilled because I think it's more personal to you. It doesn't focus on the outcome or your output or anything like that. It's more about how you feel internally. So I think just to answer that question, shift your mindset away from like, I must be productive and just kind of, I know it's not like an overnight switch, but starting to reframe your thoughts of like, is this making me feel feel fulfilled? And yeah, not every piece of work that you have to submit for your job is going to make you feel fulfilled, but finding those other moments in your day where you can do things that make you feel fulfilled. Like maybe on your work break, you want to get a coloring book and some colored pencils and draw a picture or color a picture, whatever, that might make you feel fulfilled. Or going outside on a walk, getting some fresh air, playing with your pets, going to see your family members, talking to your mom on the phone, anything like that. Things where you can be a little bit more present, I find really help me not only move away from negative thoughts towards productivity, but just towards like away from the mindset of productivity as a whole. It's just not my favorite word. And I really hope that in the coming years, we as a society shift away from our heavy focus and like how much worthiness we place on being productive, you know? Okay, next question is from Myra. I absolutely love this question. She asks, how can others support you when you are dealing with negative self-talk? This is such an awesome question and something I feel like people don't talk about a lot. So if possible, if you are having someone in your life, like your partner or your parents or your roommates or whoever that you turn to when you're having those harder days and you really want to talk it out, maybe having a conversation with them prior to those negative self-talk days, if possible. Like if you're listening to this and you have that person in your life, there's somebody that you're picturing in your mind right now, that person that you always turn to, and maybe you're having a good day today or maybe not, sometimes this 
this week when you're having a good day, see if you can chat with them and just say like, hey, I first of all really want to thank you for being there and supporting me. Um, but here are some of the things that I've noticed that make me feel really good or some of the things that aren't the most productive for me when I'm talking to you about these things. And also something that I want to note that I think has been really helpful in my own journey when people come to talk to me or when I talk to someone else is just making it clear what your intention of the conversation is. Do you want the person's advice or do you just want them to listen? And most of the time people are going to be okay with just listening, but their immediate response and reaction is to give you advice because they think that's what you want. Typically when someone complains to us, we want to help them out. We want to help them solve their problem. We want to share what we would do in their situation. But if you just want somebody to listen to you talk and you're not really looking for a solution, make that clear before you start talking because the person really is just trying to support you. And I know it can be frustrating when you're like, I don't want any answers. I just want to complain right now. Make that clear before you start sharing what's going on with you because I think it will make the conversation a lot more smooth for both of you. The other person is going to be able to support you in the way that you need rather than trying to help even if you don't want it. So making that clear at the beginning of any conversation and then also if you can talk about it when you're having a better day of like how you really appreciate them supporting you and the things that they do or may not do that aren't the most helpful I think that would be a really good way to go about it. Okay, last question. These girls asked pretty similar questions, so I'm gonna answer them both. First question is Meg, and she asked, any advice for dealing with negative self-talk related to comparing yourself to others? And Mia asked, how do I change my mindset from comparing myself to other people to a Yas Queen mindset? And I love that. We are we are all striving for a Yas Queen mindset on our best days and on our worst days. Um, but my advice for dealing with that negative self-talk is, first of all, try to remove the stimuli that's causing you to spiral into that comparison in those negative self-talk thoughts. So personally, I would get off Instagram if you're seeing your friend on there or you are seeing some influencer or a celebrity that you follow and you are feeling triggered to have those negative self-talks, get off the internet. Delete the Instagram app for the day. It will be there when you are ready to return. You're not really going to miss out on anything for the first 15 minutes or hour or for the first day. You're going to feel kind of anxious because it is a coping mechanism a lot of us have to check out of our reality in the present moment to get on our phones to scroll. It might feel a little uncomfortable, but after a day or two, you're going to realize you're not really missing out on much and odds are your negative self-talk thoughts are going to be a lot quieter or maybe they have just left the chat entirely. And then when it comes to shifting your mindset to more of that yes queen mindset, I am powerful, I am beautiful, I am worthy mindset, aside from taking away those things that are causing you to compare, trying to implement something that makes you feel really empowered and beautiful and worthy that comes from within. So something I saw on TikTok and I did this exercise a couple weeks ago and it just made me feel so powerful and beautiful and, and just like all of the ways that you know you want to feel with that yes queen mindset. And the thing the video that I saw was basically like take a piece of paper out and write down all the things you wish they would tell you and they in this situation I think was her boyfriend but it could be your mom or your teacher or your roommate or your best friend or your partner write down all the things that you wish that they would say to you like I love you you're beautiful you're worthy I love the time and attention you put into our relationship or whatever it may be those are just some examples write them down and then say them out loud to yourself give yourself that personal internal validation and when you validate yourself internally and personally odds are you are going to do less seeking 
for that external validation, which will also help you with comparing yourself or not comparing yourself rather. Um, so journaling and trying to read them out loud, it's a little bit different from an affirmation saying like, I am beautiful, but saying you are beautiful, talking to yourself as if someone else, that person that you love and want that validation from is saying those things to you you're going to not be seeking them externally as much, which I personally find keeps me from comparing myself as often. That if you can just turn it inward and give yourself that validation, remind yourself that you are worthy and important and that you are succeeding on your own path in life, you'll be way less likely to compare yourself to others. So that is it for this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. I'm really proud of myself for just getting this out this week, even though I was struggling. I hope that you guys enjoyed my ramble on all things, pretty much everything that I've been dealing with this week. I really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with you. Before I go, quick reminder, don't forget to follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. and. If you choose to do so, thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. really helps the podcast grow and be shared to a larger audience. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you all next Sunday. Bye!